<laughs> five minutes in, we still can't get a fucking opener. It's okay. Uh, we're like that. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> Trumpets. <laughs> Tune in. Okay, nope. Hey, everyone. Has anybody ever asked you what your desires are? And I'm not just talking, what do you want to eat for dinner? I'm talking in the bedroom. Tune in and listen while Krista explores and discovers what shows up for her around this question and get some tips for yourself at the same time. Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClelland, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey everyone, welcome to the Holy Fuck Podcast. Hey Krista. Hey Catherine. Welcome everyone today. Thanks for listening. We're always so happy to have you here. We've got juicy, juicy today. Yeah, we got juicy, juicy (laughs) Krista today for sure. Listen up. Here we go. Because we're talking desires, baby. I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. I'm your desire. (laughs) (laughs) Go. Well, it's funny because I had my new partner, and I say partner very loosely. (laughs) (laughs) We have Um, our rules established, but they're not uh, particular here and now. He asked me this question the other day, and I it was like we were bantering back and forth via text, and he was kind of like, hey, so when we see each other tomorrow, I want you to like bring me a desire. And I, you know, I'm bantering back and forth. I'm like, sure, okay. And then we stopped texting, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, uh oh. <laughs> um, what does that mean? <laughs> bring you a desire. desire. What does that mean? Um, Is it a thing? I honestly, it spun me out for the next like 24 hours because (laughs) I was like, I don't know what I desire. What do people desire? Was he talking like in life? Was he talking in the bedroom? Like, you know, what about if I come up with a desire and it's like boring? Or what about if I come (laughs) up with- What if I want missionary position (laughs) as my desire? I desire missionary (laughs) (laughs) with a smoothie on the side. Yeah, it got me, like, so up in my head. I mean, like, because it was like a vulnerability. It really struck a place Mm. of, like, feeling very vulnerable. To what? To, like, what about if I want to, if it's silly or stupid or too sexy? What if he thinks it's silly or stupid? What do you think it's? Well, obviously, I had to get through my own judgments of it first. But I I can't wait to hear what it is. I didn't say I was going to divulge all my desires. Oh, no. Or maybe I will. Maybe tease, you tease, will. Tease, 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 tease. No, I just think that, first of all, I was so surprised that someone asked me what my desires were because I was like, no one has ever asked me that. Like, maybe they've asked in the heat of the moment, like, hey, what do you, what want? Do you want, baby? But that's different than, like, think of some things that you want to experience and tell them to me 
so I can make them happen for you. That was like, that's, that's big. It was big. So of course, what did I do? I got on Google and I was like, (laughs) what are other people's fantasies? (laughs) That's hilarious. It really was. Just to make sure, like, just to make sure it's not too out of the extreme, like, crazy. I could, well, my mind was so, like, when he asked me the question, I could tell, like, my mind was so small. Oh, you have to think outside the vagina. I had to think outside the vagina, and I had to come out of the books. And, like, I really, like, I didn't even know where to begin. Yeah. I'm like, what are we talking? Like, chocolate sauce? Are we talking, like, double ender? Like, I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're back to the double ender, are we? So, you know, I Google everybody else's fantasies in the world, and none of them were, like, mine. Like, (laughs) what a surprise. (laughs) What a surprise. And they were fine. You know, sometimes they were, like, the dress up as the secretary or, you know, those type of things or what else? sex in public or just like the, I don't know. Mile high club. Yeah. Like the standard stuff and standard, standard, <laughs> standard mile high. But it wasn't really anything that I, I guess I had ever given myself time to think about. Right. Like a whole new realm of versus what do I need? What do I want? What does he want? What am I providing for him? It's like, what do I desire? Did he clarify for you at any point what he well he by that? I I mean, I definitely like the next day came to him and was like, okay, I'm having like a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why? And I was like, well, because like, what about if my desires are silly or too much or too crazy. Or you judge my desires. Right. And he, he was so sweet because he said, well, the thing about desires is that they're yours. It's whatever you want. And it's not for me to judge. Oh, are we going back to that? You have to love yourself thing. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> love, honor yourself. Whatever you want is what's true for you. Are well, we back it's, there? it's that. And it's also... Loving yourself enough to share those desires with someone who can handle it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the the component here that maybe in the past with past relationships, maybe I did have desires and things that would come forward that I would want, but I never felt safe enough to express them. So, so it I was just, him that could handle it or you that could handle the vulnerability? I feel like that's a combination because... Oh. I felt like I could be vulnerable with him because of the way he was holding space for me. So uh-huh. him telling me, look, your desires are your desires. They're not about whether I think they're it's fun. None of my business. It's not, he's like, it's none of my business. He's like, the part that's my business is providing it for you. If I can, right. if I, if, you know, if it feels good for me to provide that for you, but it's not whether it's, dumb or silly or stupid or too sexy or boring or whatever. And so that right there gave me this So like, now you could say you really wanted the missionary position. Back to the and trumpet. What, what happened is when he opened up that space of like safety of like, or that non-judgmental space, mm-hmm. then it was like this slew of desires came forward. Wow. And um really did you go like, slow or did you just let him have them all? Or did you I let him have it all. And we were we were in my Lexus. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
No, I'm actually truthful. We're sitting at my Lexus talking. And um, yeah, it was just this, because I was tentative and like how, you know, first of all, I said, he's like, well, what are your desires? I'm like, no, I can't tell him yet. I don't know if I'm ready. And it's like, he didn't push. He's like, okay. And then like five minutes later, all right. <laughs> and then it was like, <laughs> but it was like, in, from, by him saying, okay, if you're not ready, that's fine. Another layer of safety comes in. Like, there's it's no not rush. pushing you to do this. It's not pushing. It's like, it's a desire. So it's, if it, if there's feeling like pressure or force behind it, then it takes away the enjoyment or the relaxation around it. Right. So he did a really great job and just like, so you're in the Lexus, you tell him all your desires. What happens next? Um, I think he was just logging them all into his brain. And um, he was just like, yeah, those sound amazing. Oh, Great. this isn't Mr. Cheeky where the Lexus was the place. It was not Mr. Cheeky. I was not with Mr. Cheeky. I, I with- know, but I was saying with Mr. Cheeky, the Lexus was the place of the expression. Of, oh, right, 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 right. Remember no. in the middle of the night. Right. Mr. Here and Now and I have had enough expressions in the Lexus as well. But this was just conversation. Ah. Maybe followed by expression. But Maybe. <laughs> we'll leave that for Maybe you. Maybe all think. of my desires opened up some um, good energy. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. If you drive by a silver Lexus in Ojai, just look carefully in the window. <laughs> see if they're kind of steamy. Bum, bum. Um, so, yeah. So, he got an earful of all my desires. And and I felt relaxed saying them. And he wasn't surprised by any of them. And he actually, I think, all of my 50 desires that I listed. <laughs> <laughs> was that 50 shades of gray? Uh-huh. It sounded like super hot and sexy to him. And he was just like, oh, I look forward to, you know, playing with those. And so, yeah. And then what? <laughs> <laughs> Are you really leaving us right there on the edge of the cliff? Well, maybe. I mean, well, you know, we're talking the bigger concept. I mean, it's not really about necessarily what my actual desires were, because that is some very intimate and personal um, information that was shared between him and I. But it's more about the the fact that I had never given myself time or space to figure out what my desires are. And also that I think with sex, I've always just been trying to get my basic, basic basic needs met, that there hasn't ever been space for anything fun and playful and like expansive and above that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So steering clear of the actual desire for the moment, Uh we're not sure we're letting you (laughs) off the hook the whole time. Steering clear of that. So what surprised you? What what came to you? What was the experience? Like, what would another woman in our audience have to gain from this? And we already heard the components of what he did that were great. So, mm-hmm. guys that are listening, you know, you give her a lot of space. You, it's not about you. You just try to please her and give her her desires. I'm sure that the tables turn and he gets his own turn to have his own desires. For and sure. Get vul- Otherwise, that'd be weird because you'd be all the vulnerable one and he'd be all the giving one and that would get off kilter. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so what happened? What surprised you? What's happening for you as a person? Like, we're assuming that your sexual life is connected to the rest of your life. 
So if you're exploring your desires in sexually, what's opening up? What's happening? Like, what is that? Why well, I, is this interesting to us? <laughs> well, I think because of what I just said, if uh, I had never given myself the chance to go above the basic, like I had set my standards so low. <laughs> and all Most my, of us probably do. Right? Well, and that's the point. Like, we're so busy just trying to either like our expectation or of good sex is that we have an orgasm. And that's like the determining factor of whether we're having good sex or not. And I'm like, like that has actually nothing to do with whether you're having good sex or not. It's Maybe not, not nothing. Well, it's not necessarily the, the point focal point. The focal right, point. And exactly. when you're focusing on that, yeah. it's like it's then sex becomes very goal oriented yeah. as opposed to experiential. And so what I liked about this exercise and my desires is it was really tapping into an experience and not like a goal of like right. orgasm at the end. If I do a good job, there's, you know, this golden ticket at the end. This is like creating an experience where everything was new and every sensation was like drawn out and embraced. And it, I don't know, it just created some yumminess. Yeah, yeah. So, but, and have you felt any ramifications or whatever better word for that is? <laughs> I like in, ramifications. Ramifications <laughs> in your life. Like, has something shifted when you are receiving that kind of adoration, that kind of wish fulfillment, that kind of over the top for you kind of thing that that is. It's absolutely frivolous. There's no point. There's no need. There's no nothing. How is that affecting you as a person, as a woman, as an empowered woman? Like, what well, are you I getting? I feel like I've been walking around with this, like, huge smile on my face <laughs> for the last week. And not just from sexual satisfaction, but it feels like this huge opening within inside me. To what? And so we keep talking, like we had that episode, Open Her, the book. Yeah, Karen Brody, a long time ago. We talked about all the skills the man needed in order to open a woman. And we, you know, we were, for me, I was looking at that book like, oh, maybe one day I'll have somebody and I get to experience that. And now I feel like I'm getting the experience of what wow. that feels like when a man really shows up balanced in all of those, with all of those different archetypes and can provide that space for me to open. Yeah, I, it's brilliant. Now, if you were to say that you had every single desire of yours filled by him, mm -hmm. are there any that you've hidden at all? Am, you mean, am I hiding from him right now? Some, yeah. Some desires? Well, I think that it's a peeling off of the, the layers, right? Like you, uh -huh. this was kind of step one and like, Here's a couple desires that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Banana cream pie. Right. And then like, you know, then I could see that if that, if those desires are fulfilled in a safe, sweet, sexy way, then healthy. It, what? Healthy. Healthy. Then it feels good to then step into some other layers of that for both of us. You know what's weird? And this is just a sidebar and has nothing to do with this specifically, but I do remember a movie a very long time ago called Eight and a Half Weeks. And it was about the way a guy was manipulating a woman by doing this. And it's so interesting. It just flashed through me. It was like, wow. 
this is so vulnerable mm-hmm. that if you don't trust the person you're with, you cannot possibly give them this access to your deepest self. For sure, because I can tell you right now that I think obviously these desires have been under the surface with me for all of these years. One, I've never had a partner ask for it. And two, I've never like, I would never have trusted Golden Eyes, for instance, Well, to say all of those, you know, I would not have told him all of those desires because I do think there would have been maybe an element of manipulation or... There just wasn't the level of safety. It's it's funny that, right, the safety, like, even if one of your desires is to have a power differential shift, Mm -hmm. and either you or him and you or him, you can't do that if someone's actually attached to the power differential. Like, if somebody really wants to have a power over you and control you, you can't play that game with them because it's too dangerous. Right. Because they could— It feels too real. It's too—well— it's too ego-based. Like, there's not enough love in it. There's right. not enough heart and kindness in it to play it full out as a game. Right. But then Halloween is over, and <laughs> we're like, I'm back to when we interact, I still have my power and you still have yours. So and I feel like there's been a lot of, like what the term you just use, Halloween, sometimes in my past sexual experiences, like when I was exploring with someone, it did come across as more of a, an act. Mm-hmm. Like a stage act mm-hmm. instead of like fun and free and silly and I don't know. Just joyful. being, it sounds like you're really present with him. Yeah. And you both have your hearts open and really want to like dive in deep to that. You're very connected to this person and he's doing it out of love for you. And when well, love, I was joking. Love, not love. Like love you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Now back to that. But no, real love that doesn't have any fake boundaries around it and that say what it has to be today. It's just real love for you. Doesn't mean it's only you. Doesn't mean all those other things. But there's a sense that you can be super present and safe because you're wide open. Mm. Like our safety is in our wide openness and in the loving exchange. So as long as you have that, doesn't matter what the boundaries of your relationship, partnership, whatever it is you're working on is. But as soon as it starts to be that one person actually wants to have power over the other, right. or there's some disrespect or some energy in the field that's not loving, none of us would share this with anyone. Hopefully, you would never share this well, with I think anyone. that that's why um, I feel so safe in this exploration is because I feel like him and I are both fairly equally matched in our balance of masculine and feminine uh-huh. within ourselves. Right. Meaning like he is very masculine, big time, but can easily flow into you know, the holding space and the sweetness and the his feminine side with me. And vice versa, I can be extremely masculine and then flow over into the feminine. So when we're coming together, what I've noticed is that we're able to ebb and flow. Like as one person wants to step into the masculine, the other one just 
accommodates mm-hmm. flows into the feminine to give that person the experience of the power or the masculine or whatever. Right. In this fantasy desire realm, it right. works out really easily. But then it can flip you. in the next five minutes and it's completely the opposite scenario. Doctor, doctor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hello, room service girl. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fun, and that's where the safety is because it isn't like a, um, a a dominant power play. And obviously, some people's fantasies will go into the dom, uh, what do you call it, dom femme or dominatrix. Some people's desires will go into like the dominatrix world, yeah. right? Um, BDSM is what you call it. BDSM. <laughs> And th- that's not where my desires laid uh, this week. It doesn't mean that next week they. Well, you open said up we're peeling that. back the layers, so you never know. And again, like that level of safety. Now, this is another total aside, but I've had this interesting experience of encountering people who have had a lot of abuse in their life, and actually, the situation is backwards. Their sexual desire has to be something that's negotiated. Mm-hmm. So they so. For them, the reason that BDSM works because there's the rules. It's because there's the a thousand rules yeah. to make sure you're safe. Mm-hmm. And that no one in this world breaks those rules or they're blackballed, right? So right. it's like the world is small enough that you dare not. And it creates safety. Now, this is the exact opposite of that, mm-hmm. is that you are trusting someone wholeheartedly, so to speak, with your deepest desires, which means you're being seen in the most vulnerable way, mm-hmm. and you're approving of yourself, and he's approving of you while you're playing this out. Like, it's just full-on self-respect, self-honoring, self-care, self-love. It's amazing on every level, right? I'm getting so turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see my it brain goes. is, like, going to all the- <laughs> You're like remembering all the different places you went. Peanut butter. (laughs) This is just like that was a bad picture. I'm I'm gonna X that picture out because that was a story. No, that was the peanut butter story. No X. It's just um, I don't know. It's a place I've never stepped into in my life. Where you know what it is? I think I've played around in certain times, but it always felt a little on the dirty side or something. Not that I was doing anything necessarily dirty, but it just had an energy behind it where it felt, maybe it's because it wasn't balanced, so it felt a little icky behind it, whereas this feels maybe it wasn't. Free. Maybe it wasn't your deepest desire. Maybe you were acting it. Maybe it wasn't really deeply connected to you. Mm-hmm. And even if it kind of looked like what you were doing, it wasn't actually the thing. Or you didn't really trust the person, so you didn't let down your guard, so you were acting it instead of deeply being, being, being it. it. Yeah, for Maybe sure. that's the difference. Does that ring true? Yeah, that rings a little true. And I think a lot of what I, the big discovery I made about my desires were that um, there was a lot of, like, opposites involved. So, like, for instance, you know, there was just this vision of, like, him – sitting on a chair like he's a fucking king and i'm like the the dancer or the little palm font yeah (laughs) and it's like you know i can come in and kind of be like the servant to the king and then but then in the next vision it's like me as the queen cleopatra the cleopatra energy with you know the man who's like drawing my bath and rubbing oil on my feet 
So I really like the play. I so totally have that one, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Since we're revealing some, I'm going to reveal that one for sure. I think milk bath, mm-hmm. feet, oils, all those good things. But I was, you know, it wasn't like, I think and that's what surprised me because I would think that if it was my desires, it would be all about me being the queen, the goddess, the bot, the CEO, the like all like this power where there's this man just like pleasing me all the time. But Ew, do we really want that? So my thought was that, yeah, I thought I would want that. But when it actually came to the surface, like, no, there was just it had to have the balance mm. to feel really good. I think that's really true about men right now, right? It's like we really, as women, we're really asking them to have, and I do believe everybody has a different balance. I think that's part of our dances we do with each other. Mm-hmm. We're really asking them, like, give us your man. like wait, The way of the superior man, right? In that book by David Data. Give me your man, but then also give me the soft and kind and gentle parts, you know, and and I know for myself, there are moments when I am totally losing it that I need. And we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, like some parenting for my mm-hmm. partner, some loving that's really just unconditional kindness, where I'm really healing something that came up from my past from watching a movie, say. <laughs> um, and I need that person to be there too. If he's macho in that moment or too much or too big for it or too linear or something, I can't have that. And it it's not impossible for men. It actually is their deepest truth too that they right. have both. You know, just like they had a mother and father, they have a masculine and feminine inside them. And we are really asking them to come to the table with that. And the question is, ladies, our desires are bringing us to the table in our vulnerable feminine. Even if, even if within that it's to be powerful, mm-hmm. like your desire was to, you know, be the Cleopatra, it's still vulnerable to tell somebody you want that. Right. And that's super, super feminine, you know, and to be able to be supported. And there's the element of like, him and the feminine that needs that felt really good when he would check in. So it's like, I have the desire, but there was this constant, is this okay? Mm. Is this what you were wanting? And so it's the, it was like, say that's more, you think that's more masculine behavior where he's kind of caring and making sure that the sort of the banks of the river are okay. Okay. Maybe. I mean, he's I still, get, he's being kind about it. So, right, maybe that's you know, it's a fluid, it. but he's not like, we tend, if if we're talking about energy, right? Feminine energy, and we can call it anything we want. It has a flow to it that just meanders, right? Mm-hmm. Where the masculine energy will come in. And often we think of it as the boundary, the banks of the, banks river. Of the river, the vase that the flowers are in, all those things, right? So he's checking to make sure he's holding the banks safe enough so you can flow mm-hmm. between. If he didn't do that, you might feel flooded. You might feel like you could overgo his boundaries, overcome, and then it's just this big mess, and it's scary and out of control. Yeah. And there was definitely the part of me that was like, when he asked what my desires were, I was like, ooh, I would much, my go-to place was, I would much rather fulfill your desires uh-huh. than no, have to come and- up with mine. Like that, that, that was the initial like 
discomfort. It's like absolutely such in the people pleaser, like, no, 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 you just tell me what you want. I'll do anything you want. I just want to make you feel good. And this was like, and we do. It's uh, so instinctual for us. We're mm-hmm. like, oh, please, a man, yay, yippee, then I'll get my needs met, you know? It is so inside us, but it is so not good for us. And being vulnerable and authentic, what better stuff is there? And if you get to play like this when you're vulnerable and authentic and you get to really have an experience, what I was thinking before, Krista, and I'm going to kind of bring come back here again, is how do you feel like this is changing you in your life? Like, I hear things I think that I'm seeing that, and I'm not going to put those words in your mouth. Well, it's definitely a bigger topic because it's the topic obviously started with what do you desire in like the bedroom, the fantasy and that type of thing. But over the last week or two, it's been like kind of pushing me to figure out what do I really desire in this next phase of my life. Mm. So yes, post-divorce. Yeah. So he opened up the conversation and with the bedroom talk, but it opened up this bigger can of worms with like, okay, if I can tap into what I want in the bedroom, I need to put just as much energy in tapping into what I want for the next phase. And I've had a lot of like big aha moments coming forward over the last week and not anything I'm quite willing to share yet. Cause they're still like, you know, reconfiguring, but it definitely was a, um, like being given permission well, to have desires and needs and, once, yeah, they're they're kind of ridiculous and mm-hmm. just don't have any like, getting pa- over my past that it was ridiculous, right? Yeah. The past experience I've had Judgments. where I wasn't allowed to have needs and wants and desires. It was like it's like allowing myself to do that over and like no, it's actually okay for me to have it and yeah. now open back up to what these are because I used to have lots of needs and wants and desires. Those got shut down temporarily. Now I'm coming back and going, okay, open it back up and. And and also, what are your real ones? What are your true, authentic ones? Not one of the ones that society is telling you should want, or your ego. Not the Halloween you. desires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not even, maybe even yeah. just the ones that your neighbors have that you think you should want, and you know all that. It's like this sounds to me like such a beautiful exercise in self love. And you and I have had this conversation, and I hope that our audience is picking up on this discernment of the difference between self care and mm-hmm. self love. To really be able to say to another person, like, I really want you to, like, bark like a dog and, you know, do whatever, (laughs) um, means that you're really respecting yourself. And what I see is there's, like, an uplifting energy in you that I haven't seen for a while that is saying, this is what I want. Not even necessarily all the way to your desires yet, but you're Mm -hmm. like, this is my plan. This is not from a place of forcing, but from a place of kind of excitement about your life. He's like, I feel like he's reawakened me or inspired me in my creativity. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And and with an empowerment behind it, you know, women and men who love women who are listening to our show, obviously, um, this is an amazing place to take a woman to empower her mm-hmm. into her desires that's not what we think of. We think if we empower her, if we teach her some good skills and sit her down at a desk and teach her how to work on a computer exactly. and all the things that maybe don't come naturally to her, and maybe for some women do, if you let a woman really flow, hold the banks of the river, 
and let the desires flow from her. What kind of creativity, imagination in, I mean, we make humans when we just <laughs> let go, right? In our bodies. So what if we used our second chakra, our womb chakra, for completely letting go, letting creativity happen because we let ourselves have the desires we truly have. Yeah. I mean, just even like having this conversation right now, I can feel my body like tingling inside because it feels like the DNA is being kind of reorganized (laughs) and reawakened. Like this part of me that's been shut down, just kind of Mm. having to deal with the, the separation and the kids and the divorce and the teenagers and the selling of the house and all that stuff that's pretty heavy. It really hasn't allowed a lot of space for what my desires are, my fantasies are, my dream life, my re- my creativity and all of that. And this feels like a, just like a very sweet, simple experience. And it's like, I'm it's my spiritual practice. It's my spiritual practice. <laughs> <laughs> my yoni. Um, I'm t- and I'm trying not to get into the, you know, the future. That's the yeah. other part too. It's like, I've been living in the future for so many years and one of the greatest lessons i'm like working with right now is like just allowing what i'm experiencing right here right now to be great and delicious and fun and not put tomorrow on it and the next day and five months from now just like this feels so good yeah my body feels good. My heart feels open. I don't feel sick to my stomach and my you know, solar plexus all locked down. I don't feel angry. I don't feel scared. And if I feel scared, all I have to do is text him and say I'm scared. And he'll come back with some like amazing you know, saying of how safe I am and he hears me and what can he do. Yeah, and let's look just one step beyond this down the road. Since Mr. Here and Now is has set some boundaries about here and now, so you could text him one day, and he's like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you carry that. It's not, it's actually stable to know where someone is mm-hmm. rather than thinking you know where someone is and having them constantly change that. That's very unstable. Mm-hmm. So you've created a kind of stability, and it's really nice to have someone to be able to check in with. All of us know that. That's right. why we yearn for partnership so much. And... What I'm getting, I think, from this is this is a training in self-loving so deeply that if Mr. Here and Now is either distracted by life or on to the next or traveling or whatever, you are beginning to build the strength where you can respect these desires of yours. You can respect without having to hide them from yourself. Mm -hmm. What you love, you can Go around the world and you can feel open and available and you can have so many beautiful experiences. Because it'd be really easy for me to attach this right now, this feeling to him, which trust me, even today I had this feeling of like, oh shit, I'm so wide open and happy and feeling delicious and inspired and creative and it's all because of him. And if he leaves, then I'm going to lose. You know, I had that right moment that popped up for me today and I'm not saying it's not still there. But what you're saying is really important because it's like, this is who I am. It's like, I've forgotten that this is who I am. He's reminding me that this is who I am. Right. If he leaves, how do I maintain that this is still who I am? And also the, there was that part of like, oh, no man's ever going to be able to do this for me because he's like a unicorn that I found that can do these magic tricks. And I'm never going to find someone like that can do that again. I mean, I, that was like brain. 
that was my little ego that like spun a quick story. And I had to just go like, whew, you know what? If I can call this type of experience forward, I'm sure I can call another one forward if this one disappears. Absolutely. I mean, we're in Ohio after all, right? Everybody says there's no men in Ohio. So Chris that and I have my Chris and I have busted that story wide open. So if you know, if you're somewhere in the world telling yourself there are no men there, mm-hmm. check out your desires. Check out if and you're really if you're open, really open yeah. to it because there's a lot of times where um, I wouldn't suggest going to a bar and just sharing them with the guy next to you, <laughs> having a drink. But uh, you could, you could see what might happen. And you know, I kind of when I'm out at a bar, I do share a lot of my personal stuff with people because I am actually really open, and I don't do it because I'm expecting something of him, them, and I also am not going to get upset if they sh- anything I'm sharing with someone is public knowledge yeah, and they can I get I, that. But you and I are speaking of unicorns. Anomaly. <laughs> yeah. Most people are like, huh, how did, how did you do that? But because I'm so open when yeah. I'm out at a bar and talking with everybody and my heart's open and I'm sharing, it is attractive and I, it's a magnet to meet more people. More Absolutely. people want to be around that type of energy. So when people say, oh, there's no men around, are, are there no men around or no women around? Or is it that you're just your heart isn't open or you have a look on your face all the time when you're out that is like a look of disgust or anger or And where is that coming from, right? right? Of course, it's coming from your fear. It's coming. It's not that you're trying to be shut down. It's that maybe, maybe this is something that we could just invite our whole audience to consider is forget. We do not care if you have a boyfriend, partner, man, woman. Whatever you choose to partner with, even if you don't have one, and maybe especially if you don't have one, because it's a game you'll play with yourself, or maybe if you do have one, you should still play this with yourself, is what are your desires? I'm having so much fun over here. Like I'm having these flashes <laughs> from my past. Like, well, that was good. I like that one. Well, and, can, and if you don't I have somebody, or do we still allow ourselves to have desires? That's what That's, I mean. Yeah. Like, why do we think it has to come only in partnership to have to create those Not fantasies or those desires? I like, mean, there are probably a few that require a second person and you, or beyond a toy. hiring them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the toy, the toy helps. But well, yeah. interesting. So, I would just love for everybody to take a moment today mm. to like really reflect on, you know, what is it that they one? I think it's just fun just to stick with the bedroom. What is it? Because I do think it's, it is totally. Fun. Stay people with don't your ask sexuality. Yeah, people get asked that are desires for work, food, outfits, cars, all the time. Rarely are they asked, "What are your desires in the bedroom?" So, so is there one you can give us? Well, because the being the king and the Cleopatra isn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you gave us that one. That would be yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? Well. Like I said, there were 50, but I, I don't want to tell <laughs> everybody. shades of Christmas. And then have everybody at the bar showing up being like, hey, <laughs> let me fulfill that desire for you tonight. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I just know that there are lots of desires and have had fun conversations. And, you know, get together with your friends and, like, talk about this stuff and really laugh. And don't be embarrassed because we all have this stuff. Or do be embarrassed and do it anyway. Right. Because we that. all have this stuff. And, you know. You know, I think you can swear your friends and your real friends to confidentiality and explore things like, how do you feel about hot fudge and whipped cream and cherries on top and all sorts of things from there. But really, just let yourself play. And I think that's one thing that I've really seen in you, Krista, is uh, you're always playful to some degree, but there's an 
relaxedness about your playfulness that is is fun to see and to experience. It's fun to feel. Like yeah. That. So let's take that for all of us. Let's pour that fudge, hot fudge <laughs> of playfulness all over and drag the wagon behind us and see what comes next. And uh, just get out there and spread the love and spread the desires. Yeah. Like, love, post, share, subscribe. Give us your support. We love you. Spread our love everywhere. We desire. We desire that you you love love us. us. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, spread the love. Spread the love.